Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. All right, welcome into Auburn Live Show, the modcast version. I'm Justin Hokinson, joined by Keith Niebuhr, Jeffrey Lee, Cole Pinkston. How's everybody doing this morning? Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Hanging in there? Yep, hanging in there. Uh, make sure you go to auburnlive.com and subscribe, by the way, 50% off. Uh, still going on. Good time to do it, despite all the turmoil. That sometimes is a pretty good time to do it, just to make sure that you're uh, – aware of what's going on have the right context have the right perspective you're not getting your news from twitter um you're getting informed opinions from from everybody that you see here um and so go to auburnlive.com and subscribe all right uh auburn didn't lose last week um which is good news um and now we got arkansas coming to town like what do you guys i mean it's been a crazy few days i mean before we talk about arkansas like with the transfers, um, I think that's just taken on a life of its own the last few days. What, I just want to kind of get everybody, let let everybody sort of have a, an opinion on just a lot of things, whether it's transfers, whether it's you know Parson remaining through the year. Like, what, what, what's just sort of your your vibe on what's going on with this team right now? And with five games left, as they try to make a bowl game, it's just kind of an odd time. To, to be covering the team and trying to sort of go through it. Jeffrey, what do you think? I, I, I've never – let's see. How many coaching changes has I've, have I been through? Tubbs to Chiswick, Chiswick to Gus, Gus to Harston. So, four. I've never seen anything like it. And, okay, I don't blame Harston for continuing to coach to the whistle, Keith. Um. I don't blame the fans for wanting him gone as soon as possible. I don't blame the players for wanting to get the hell out of here. I don't blame Harson for telling them play or you're done. I don't blame I, – I posted on the corner yesterday. I blame the administration for putting everybody through this, including us. But as I said yesterday, the players deserve better. The fans deserve better. The coaches deserve better. Everybody at Auburn deserves better from this situation. I don't know who's to blame, but, again, I don't blame the guys that I just mentioned. It's I understand Auburn doesn't have an AD. But every day and every week that passes by with this uncertainty, it, it just revs up the fan base more and more and more. It, it, it's like a rubber band, and you're just you're just tightening it and tightening it and tightening it, and it's it's either going to break or it's going to pop off. And something's got to be done. Something's got to be said. Uh, Keith, uh, I I love what you said before we hit record, which was 
it's got to be it, 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 the the sooner the better. The the fan base is they deserve to know whether or not they can move on from this. Like if you and going back to the Landon King thing, you know everybody was of course. I was as long as he's the coach, and as long as he's not been terminated or, or given any inkling that he's going to be terminated, which to my knowledge he has not. He's got to make the call like he's going to continue staying. If if I need you to play and you say no, well then you're gone. The the reaction to that, I I thought that was pretty immediate. But some of the some of the fans, you know, I thought I was in Portland or or Seattle and or, or San Francisco with the way that these guys responded. No, the player no, – what, are we handing out participation trophies? <laughs> you're there to play football. If you don't, if you refuse to play football, you're done, son. You're done. You're not sticking around and getting the gear and all this other stuff. You're done. Well, Harson's not going to be – he doesn't know that. So, it's, it's, it, it, when it, what it falls back on is the administration. What's going on? The cloud of uncertainty. These fans, these players, hell, even the coaches deserve to know what the hell's going on. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna ride this out. We're gonna see if you know. Tell us something. I I, I don't know. I, shit or get off the pot, Keith. Yeah, well, <laughs> to me, I have to block myself out because I'm always doing other things, shaking, twitching, and whatever, doing the dishes. But no, but to me, what this is, it's like waking up in the morning and you've got a chest pain, and you call your doctor and they say we'll fit you in as soon as we can. And by the way, that's in five weeks. So for the next five weeks, just, you know, play it cool. You, you may be dying. You may have congestive. It may be heartburn. Heart failure, uh, or it may be nothing, uh, but we'll get you in as soon as we can. And again, that'll be the first week of December. So just go buy some Tums for now. Yeah. That's kind of what, what it feels like to, to everybody covering and everybody working in the building, I'm sure. I, I think deep down though, there, the cloud of uncertainty in that building uh, is is greater than a cloud of uncertainty. I think they probably can feel it. We get we're all getting calls from people over there. Hey, what are you hearing? You know that kind of thing. And uh, if you have to ask, is it, well, is recruiting. If if you kind of got to ask what other people are hearing about a guy, probably means you ain't getting the guy. You know. Yeah. yeah. If you, I love the line. If you, I don't even know if it supplies this, but if you don't have a seat at the table, you're probably on the menu. You know what I mean? <laughs> it feels like that in a sense. Like everybody in the building probably can feel where this is headed. I mean, they have to. They have to know. But at the same time, you still got to do your job. You still got to coach. You still got to do what you think is right. Um, you don't reverse course now if you're the staff. Um, yeah, I, I think I take. Um, yeah, I think people who are, they, they're like, well, you're taking the side of the staff. No, they got to do their job though. They got to do what they think is right. You don't just deviate from that the plan you've had all along just because. Uh, because you may not be around, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, but it, it all feels so surreal right now. I think that's the biggest thing. And, you know, if you, the sooner there's clarity, the sooner, what do they say? The, and I say, I use this last week, the day you stop smoking, I think they say, unless you, unless your lungs are beyond repair, but the day you stop smoking, your lungs do start to build back up again. Right. Uh, and so I think the minute there's some real clarity and I think, we kind of have an idea where that clarity is going to lead us. But at that point, then the fan base can sort of galvanize and get behind Auburn again and get behind the players, quite frankly, um, who deserve that support. I mean, they're, they're trying their best. Sometimes that's just not good enough. I never really thought they had the dudes, and I think I've been proven to be sort of right. But, um, but still, uh, 
you know, the sooner we, there's some idea of where it's headed, uh, I think the Auburn fan base, not, not, I mean, we have an idea where it's headed, but as soon as we know, everybody knows for sure, that the Auburn fan base can really get behind the administration. You know, Jeffrey, you made a point. You said the administration is kind of to blame for this situation, and it's true. And they really, um, I don't know if they realize, but the minute that they, they, they figure this out, everybody's going to get behind them. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. But uh, right now it just feels surreal, I guess, best way to put it. Let me throw in there one more thing about the uh, the Landon King thing. First of all, him, Tavares Dawson, uh, Zeke Walker, uh, A.D. Diamond, all those guys, they can't officially enter the transfer portal until December. Yeah. If you if you think Brian Harson will be the head coach in December, you know a lot more than I do. <laughs> so, if I'm the administration, and, 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 and they obviously don't have a problem with it because if they did and he's making all these long-term calls about the program, then you fire him today. Today. You're losing all these guys, which either you you, you like it, you're for it, you support him, and the silence to me is – supportive because he's making these calls. If you don't like it, you fire him, you name an interim. Obviously, he doesn't have long-term power when it comes to the program like that. That's that that, that puts a band-aid over the cut at least for the time being. But these guys, you know, people are complaining about them them transferring. They're not they haven't done anything to put out a tweet. Well, there's some concern with recruiting, but, you know, the thing is, it's kind of Well, that like, was another thing. I said the fans, the players, the coaches deserve better. The recruits deserve better, too. They have yeah, no idea what's you know, going on. If you make a decision, let's say, after the Iron Bowl, just a few weeks before signing day, you know, there's different stages of grief. There's different stages of shock, too. So a recruit may need a week or two to kind of get over that shock. So, uh, you know, you have to time things around that, too. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, Landon's a good example of that. I mean, he he committed to to the Gus Malzahn staff, and then right there before signing day, if I mean within days, right? I mean, the, Malzahn was was fired. I mean, he didn't really have a lot of choice um, but to yeah. stick with Auburn and 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 give it a shot. So you you know, it's, it's especially those commits. You don't want you don't want a situation where they don't have a choice but to kind of stick with the staff. And, well, I don't know him that well, and we'll see how it goes. That's a, that's a tough deal. I, I mean, Landon, I know just from speaking to him in the past. And and by the way, just just I don't need to say it, but I'm just going to say it. Like I, Landon King's a really good kid. Like so, I hope nobody's I hope nobody's you know decisions. Like I said on the board, decisions were made. He made a decision. Parson had to make a decision. Sure. That's and I don't blame either one of them. Yeah. And um, I would be willing to bet that Landon understands the decision that was made. He does. He he get. I mean, he gets. He's not happy. Right, like who would be happy with with kind of being forced to make a call? But that's 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 the situation it's in. He gets it; he's fine. Um, but yeah, the commits, man. Like I don't, I, you know, those those guys. I feel for them a little bit. Like, do they stick with Auburn? Do they? What do they do? What do they do right now? Well, the good thing, uh, Keith, Keith will back me up here. The good thing about what well, there's really not anybody pushing except for Jeremiah Cobb. I mean, I, right, Keith? Well, I think Janoris Wilson. Janoris Wilson. There you go. But you know, the longer they stick with Auburn, the less opportunity they have to talk to other people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it hurts for the. It, it's it's not good. Look, it's it, there's no winners in this thing. There's really not. The, 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 you know, the, the winner will be the guy that's the next coach because his salary is going to 
be ridiculous. But there are no winners. The families of these coaches and have to move again. The support personnel. The support staff. I think about there's people. Remember about I remember about a year ago I was over at the athletic complex and I noticed that there were still a handful of license plates that had Idaho tags on the cars there. So there's there's people that work over there from Idaho that we don't even know. You know what I mean? Wow. And they kind of uprooted things, and, and that's the risk. We've all look. We, Justin Jeffrey Cole, we've all taken jobs and left jobs, and there's always you always assume some risk. Let's be honest, but uh, that doesn't mean you can't have some empathy for some people. So the sooner it's resolved, the sooner everybody can turn the page and get on to the next chapter in their lives. I'll uh, I'll give a quick opinion on this, and then we can keep rolling here. But uh, no, just, uh-uh, Cole, we're just this is all we're talking about for the next hour. <laughs> okay, well then I'll make it longer. <laughs> uh, well, I just, on the Landon King thing, I'm with y'all. I, I don't blame Landon King at all because that's a rule. I mean, if, if that's a if that's an open rule or something that you can go ahead and redshirt and, and do that, and, and and you got an NFL time clock that you're worried about, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I never had an NFL time clock. You know, nobody, I had no shot of going to the NFL. He does because he's a big guy with athletic ability. So I don't blame him for making that decision. And I don't blame Brian Harson for making his decision on his football team. Because until something happens, it is his football team, right? Um, and, and I'm with you. To me, the, the quickest way to piss off a fan base is to hesitate. I think hesitation in any regard is going to piss off a fan base when they're looking for an answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, hesitation back back in, uh, in, in February signing day um, when Harson didn't sign anybody. He hesitated because he had some things he wanted to take care of. Well, if there were guys there you could have taken to build the roster, you probably should have done it, and the fans would feel a little bit better at that point. Uh, but now you're in the situation where you've 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 shown that maybe roster building is not your thing, and, and that's where it all stems from, in my opinion. That's the originating factor in everything was the roster building. He showed early on that that people were very worried about how he was going to build this roster looking at the 2023 year. And that's not all his fault because there were some holes before he got there, but if he can't build it, then he's not the right guy for the job. Right. That's, that's, that's the situation Auburn's in right now. And that's where it all stems from. And everybody still feels the same way because even if the record was better right now, they'd still go, man, that roster next year though. Uh, Okay. You won. You beat Penn State. You beat a couple of – well, what about the roster next year? That's going to be the question every time. That's what it all stems to, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a, and that's a fair point. The roster, you know, I'm scared to, to do a – I mean, just think about if I was like, hey, guys, while we're at it, let's just take a quick look at the roster next year. I mean, it would just be – it would be a, a nightmare. <laughs> I don't need to – people are already struggling on our board to have good days, I feel like, so I'm not going to do that to them. Yeah, but yeah. – it's just everything about the situation is is messy right now. I guess the thing, I guess the thing about the transfer thing, I would say is I just I, I have. It's like I told you guys yesterday. I don't know why this was the seemingly seemed to be like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like the reaction to this on our message board on social media has been just extreme to me. Like this is the thing that set them off. And I guess I just don't know why this is. Oh, there's a, you got a long list of things that you can, that you can talk about with Brian Harson. I'm not sure what, like, I guess I'm numb to it. I'm like, guys, there's, I mean, I've been writing about it. I don't know why this is the one, 
this is I, just another thing. I, I did, and I don't even blame Harson for for what he really happened. I I just don't get the reaction to like some of the stuff that's being said about burning the program to the ground. And I'm like, hold on, like, I, no disrespect to anybody, but has any other than like it's Amari Harvey, Ian Matthews, AD Diamond? I mean, like these guys didn't play. And so they don't want to be there. I don't understand. They don't, they're not, they're down the depth chart. And so now they're like, well, I don't want to waste a year where I'm not playing. Cool. Okay. I just, I just, this is just a weird, this is a weird week to me. And I think it just signifies greater things. People are just frustrated in general. There's, it's not necessarily about that. It's just kind of one more thing, negative thing that they want to tackle on. I guess I just had a disconnect yeah. to the reaction to this, the vitriol about this, these decisions, I guess. Well, I think, my small theory on it is that it just again I'm gonna stay on the same topic with the roster. It just shatters any glimmer of hope that you can get depth onto this roster, right? That more guys like that, former four star guys, you got to remember that too. These are four star guys. I think Dawson was a four star, Walker was a four star, King was a four star, and and people still remember those stars whether they played or not. They go, oh well, he was a four star. That was a four star in our roster. Our blue chip ratio just dropped, you know. So. That's something that people think about. It is. It absolutely is. And that's one of the main things I've learned doing this job. But uh, that and, and, and back when when it blew up the first time, uh, it was because people were transferring out and people were questioning, how, why, why are 12 people leaving? Why are 15 people leaving now? And now it's happening again. It's like another cycle and everybody goes, oh, no, we can't do this again. We can't do this again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get it. Oh, sorry. There you go. When you look at the roster next year, you're, there's concerns, obviously. So here's the big thing, though. Even if you crushed it in the transfer portal and you found 10 starters, good starters out of the transfer portal, you still wouldn't have a lot of depth next year. You'd almost be right back to where you are this year. So while I always say there's two spinning wheels, building a program, building a team, you have to do them both at the same time, program, long-term team next year. Um that just building a team each year is not sustainable. And I don't know that we've seen enough. Uh, I, I know we haven't. Uh, we, we haven't seen enough. Uh, thanks, Jeff. Uh, uh, we haven't seen enough to think that there's a program being built. Have yeah. we? No. That, that starts no. at the top. There's a lot of people working hard over there. But that starts at the top. Doesn't mean he's not working hard. Doesn't mean he's not a smart guy. I don't know how hard he works. He may be the hardest working guy in the building. He may be the laziest. I don't know. I'm not over there every day. All I can see are the results, and the results are not good on the field or on the recruiting trail. And that's that's it. That's it. It's a results-based business, period, point blank, end of story. If you're not getting it done, you're not getting it done. It doesn't matter how hard you work. It doesn't matter what's going on on the practice field or in meetings. Are you getting it done? He's not. Period. Yeah. Now there are other people in that building getting it done, maybe, and uh, but unfortunately, if our CEO fails, we we're going to fail, guys. If our CEO, uh, fortunately, we've got a pretty good CEO, CEO <laughs> that is kind of the uh, what do we say about Brian Kelly? The guy's won everywhere he's been, right? Yeah, right. Our CEO's won everywhere he's been. Uh, so, but but you know, that's the responsibility you have when you're in charge of a company. And that's the responsibility you have when you're in charge of a program. He's in charge of the program. It, it all falls on him. Uh, whether that's fair or not, uh, you know, that's for other people to judge. But 
it's just not working right now. I think, I don't know that anybody thinks otherwise, other than people in the building over there. And, and I give them credit for thinking that because there's, that means they're still working. That means they're still trying. They're still putting, wearing their hearts on their sleeves and showing up and busting their ass. But at the top, it's, it's not working. That's, I don't know how anybody could say otherwise. Doesn't mean I want it to not work. It's a reality of the situation. Does anybody here think it's working? I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but I mean, you know, don't answer if you don't want to, <laughs> you know. Um, well, I'm going to be bold here. Um, you know? <laughs> I'm going to say it's not working. I don't, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't want to catch a lot of grief about that, but I don't think it's working out that well. And I, and that's the weird thing with Harson. Going to these press conferences, it's like, I mean, I'm I'm not over there. It's 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 just wild to to hear him talk about. I mean, that guy. I don't really know how to. He is either so um, confident and so just. It's a confidence that I've never seen, or it's a delusion I've never seen. You know, it's like the way he talks about. Hey, we're we're this close, and and just the way he talks about the team and what it takes to win and and everything, and you're looking at the results, going, dude, like you're <laughs> saying a bunch of stuff, but nothing is showing out here. So are you just are you just confident at some point it's just going to click and work, or are you just really good at this high level kind of pie in the sky, you know, rhetoric? that sounds great, but then you don't really know how to make it actually happen. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic that uh, I haven't quite put together with him. Maybe he's just trying to keep And Look, I, I, I think the fair thing to do is criticize people when they deserve to be criticized, but I'll be fair to them when, you know, when you can or be fair to them always, but point out the things that aren't, aren't bad. And, and maybe what he's doing with that, Justin, I mean, I'm just spitballing here is that, you know, he, he knows that they're down in, talent-wise and probably mental state right now. Maybe he's just trying to use that as a motivational ploy. Hey, we're close. We're close. Maybe maybe he's just trying to keep them focused. And for that, I don't necessarily – if that's the case, then I wouldn't blame him for that. You, you know, like like Jeffrey said, he's coaching. He's, he's doing he's doing what he thinks is the right thing to do. And and part of being a head coach is being a psychologist. And so when I'm criti- while I'm critical of other things, I don't, I don't know – I mean, you're there at the press conferences. I'm not, so I don't want to – you know, step on your turf there, but maybe it's just a motivational ploy, which I would understand that if that's the case. I guess my thing here is uh, when you go back to making the call on him or not, like what's the, uh, what, at this point, what's the best case scenario for the rest of the season? Best case scenario, seven and five. Right. You think that's going to garner support from anybody? Not unless he gets. 20 commits and some transfer portal pickups in the process. Okay, let's say best case scenario, 7-5, top 10 class. Or, I mean, should we talk about best case scenario or should we talk about re- realistic? I mean, that's what I, my point is. Let's be reasonable. That's not going to happen. The, what's a best case slash reasonable expectation? Because they're not going to beat Alabama. They're just not. They're, de- they're not. They don't have the offense. No. They're not going to win that football game. I, I don't think they even think that. Uh, so they're 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 uh, they're six and six is is best case for this team and whatever on the recruiting trail and that's obviously there's no coming back from where we are. Uh, that, that that was kind of where I was getting to. Like even the best case scenario, I just don't. Uh, 
if the best case scenario is six and six, seven and five, who who, who you got? Arkansas, Mississippi State, Mississippi State, A and M, Western Kentucky, Alabama. Auburn's going to be favored in maybe one of those. Western Kentucky, that's it. I think maybe one of those. So you're going to go one win in the SEC, which was a gift from Missouri. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I, I, if 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 the best case scenario still isn't good enough, then what are we doing? Yeah, that's the thing I've gone back. I mean, that's been the question for weeks that I just people have asked over and over. Why? Why? Why not do it now? Why wait? I don't really have a good answer for that. I don't. I'm not. There's got to be things internally. There obviously are that I don't that I don't know. I'm not aware of. I mean, I've talked through like, well, the money. Well, money's not really that different now or end of the year okay like what are the pros and cons of firing him you know i know i remember last year when lsu made that change right they barely had enough players to field for a bowl game so i thought well if auburn thinks they've even got a shot at a bowl game and they were to fire the coach early i i I don't know i just i guess i go back to the ad search and think well that's probably taking up people's time god bless them you know, and, and resources like, well, they can't do two things at once, I guess. They want to, I don't know, I guess it seems like they want to get an AD hired now first. And um, it's, that's got to be, if there, if there was an AD in place right now, but even then, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't really understand why you're, you're delaying it at this point. You had your chance in the bye week. You can't do it now. You can't do it in a game week. I mean, that's, that's, you're just screwing the players if you do that. I don't think that's right. I mean, I, you're giving them no shot. Um, I, I was, I would say two weeks ago, uh, I I think I even made the case to wait until after the season. I mean, I can see it from both, but man, I'm to the point now. Where I, I think I wrote this, dude. I, personally, I'm over it, man. Yeah. You know, again, and I think the the, the landing king, the the, the long term decisions, which again doesn't really mean long term because they won't be able to transfer until presumably he's gone. But those, if you want to take that off off the plate, then and, and move, and, and as Keith said, put that light at the end of the tunnel for these fans. Give them something else to talk about, something positive, some hope, because that's what they need right now. They need some hope. And the quickest way to give them that is to. Remove him as a head coach, place an interim, take the long-term decisions, the power from from the interim. Obviously, he's not going to be kicking players off the team. Give these fans something to look forward to. I, I mean, seriously, what percentage of the fans are still going, hey, you know what, maybe you can make it work? None. <laughs> I mean, really, it's probably none. And I mean, I, I, I think the only ones are trolls. Like, yeah, like you can't really believe that. Yeah, you'd be hard pressed to find find uh, to find anybody that can that that can make a solid case that he's building something and yeah. it's on the right trajectory. You, right, you can't make that case, and you wouldn't find anybody. I'm curious about the crowd Saturday because I Oof. I thought it was going to be still. Look, I mean, it's been four. What do you have? Two road games. I mean, it's been three plus weeks, I guess. And uh, a great weather. I, I still think it'll be a really good crowd. I just were. I'm curious about the kind of the energy. I guess after if you guys transfer after this week, just kind of it's going to be weird. I think at 11 a.m. It, it, you know, if they don't get off to a good start, it, it could just be a really weird. I'm thinking 70 at most. 
And you're going to have some recruits there. They're going to have some official visitors there. Yeah. Has the A&M game time been announced yet? No. Mississippi State's at night. At Mississippi at Starkville. A&M, no. That'll be Sunday, I believe. That'll Look, be a big I'm game. About baseball, man. We just need to impress. We just need to impress big man. I'm not. I'm not even worried about football recruits. We need to impress big, big, big man, big man ball. On the basketball. Oh, baseball, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking spring, fall. What are you talking about? <laughs> Winter is coming, big dog. It's coming. That's what we need to impress. Baby oh, fall, man. yes, yeah, man. That's that. Yeah, I'll change my t- my tone there. There we go. Get excited. Yeah, a little right. uptick there. Anything else? That, that any 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 lingering thoughts before we move on? on Hell no, I'm done with it. Okay, just want to give everybody a chance. It's been a kind of a weird, crazy week. <clears throat> um, Arkansas game. All right, let's do picks real quick, and then let's talk Arkansas. Let's prize picks, and, and we'll get into that, and then we can kind of talk about a little bit what we think about Auburn's chances against uh, Arkansas on Saturday. Ooh. Prize picks. Um, <laughs> prize picks. That's my little trusty. Man, I, hey, listen, I've been on fire with prize pick now. On fire. Prize picks. Y'all know what prize picks are. If it is, if you don't, go download the app. Get registered, man. It's a lot of fun. 50-50 on a couple of picks, and you're in. It's the simplest form of real money, daily fantasy sports, and just pits you against the numbers. Whether you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual fan looking to add some excitement to the game, prize picks is the perfect game for you. Got action in Alabama, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, or excuse me, Texas, Kentucky, Georgia. Over 70% of the United States, you select two to five players, predict if they will go more or less in their prize pick uh, projection. Cole has had some luck. I have, too. And also, if you get signed up today, Prospects has got a special promotion for Auburn fans. Type in the promo code WARREAGLE, all caps, one word. They will match 100% of your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So you'll double your money the instant you sign up. This week, fellas, we've got some defensive numbers. So we'll go against the Arkansas guys. K.J. Jefferson, who else they got in here? Raheem Rock, Rocket Sanders. Y'all remember Rocket Sanders from uh, yep. recruiting? Yeah. Yep. Did he transfer from Michigan State? No, it, I don't think so. Oh, is that not the kid? How, he, how about, was, uh, he was teammates with Ladarius Tennyson. Um, they had some. In Florida. I can't remember the school. Keith, yeah, Rock, Rockledge, Florida. I think That's OC it. Brothers was on the team. There you go, Octavius, yeah. yeah. Florida. And, and Jaden Hazelwood, remember the five-star wide receiver from? Yeah, oh yeah, who plays for Arkansas? <laughs> who yeah, plays well, for the Arkansas? Connection there is his former coach at Cedar Grove, uh, Jimmy Smith, I believe, is the running backs coach at Arkansas. He's an on-field coach at Arkansas. So when uh, when it didn't work out for Hazelwood at Oklahoma, uh, the natural you know stop would have been Arkansas. Also, is Scott Fountain our old buddy? And he's still on the staff. Love right? Scott yeah. Fountain, Keith. I put him in my top five nicest guys. Yeah, great guy. Great guy. He is the special teams tight ends coach there at uh, yeah. Arkansas. Was Georgia before that? Where? Right. What would you say? When he when he would curry there for a few years at Georgia. Well, yes, know, yes, he was. Now I went back and looked at Arkansas. What they've done this year. They really haven't. I mean, they beat, they beat South Carolina, which is now ranked, but they beat South Carolina early in the season when they weren't really playing well. 
they beat A&M when A&M sort of gave them the game with that that 95. Yeah, Arkansas should have won that game. Absolutely should have won. Yeah, that. Alabama, they, you know, Alabama, they did play pretty well for three quarters, but still lost by 23. And then Mississippi State boat raced them. Yeah. Um, and BYU <laughs> is not nearly as good as I thought they were four weeks ago. So they're still kind of searching for their for their game right now, too. But they, they are five and three. But uh, oh, Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. Their defense is a mess, isn't it, Cole? Yeah, yeah. It's actually worse than Auburn's <laughs> on paper. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, okay, Cole. Knowing that, here's your couple of numbers. <clears throat> passing leaders and rushing leaders for Arkansas. According to prize picks, K.J. Jefferson's projection is 200 passing yards, 200.5 passing yards. Rocket Sanders, 100.5 rushing yards. Will Auburn give up a quarterback throwing for more than 200 yards and a rusher of more than 100 yards? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Justin says, yes, I seem to think it's going to be a high-scoring uh, high game for Arkansas. What was the uh, – Zach posted the over-under. 62 and a three-and-a-half-point spread favored to Arkansas. So, they're thinking 33-30, to 30, hmm. something along those lines. Yeah, that adds that's kind of where I, I think that's probably right. Auburn's yeah, got to hold them under 30 to have a – to have a, to probably to have a, a decent chance. Because if Arkansas goes over 30 – it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. You got to figure out how to hold them to 24, 25, 27, whatever. Somehow. Was it Gus who had the like? If they score thirty points, like he was undefeated. Was it Gus or was that yeah, Tubbs? Yeah, I think it was Gus. Was well, it Gus? Uh, Tubbs had the one. Here's how college football's changed. Twenty. Tubbs had the one that was twenty. Yep. Yeah. If if oh, they man. held somebody under twenty, or if they scored, some, I don't know. Yeah, if Tuberville scored twenty one points, they were winning. Yeah, pretty much. And Gus was thirty one. Defense, yeah. maybe. And Auburn now is going to be 41. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Passing yards, K.J. Jefferson. He's back from injury. Been back for a couple of weeks now, if I'm not mistaken. 200.5 passing yards. I don't know about that one. I the only, the, I, yeah, the only, the only confidence I have in the uh, Auburn, I, I don't have confidence in the D-line. I don't have confidence in the linebackers. I do have confidence. I have confidence in the pass rush off the edge, and I have pa- confidence in the in, in the defense, the defensive backfield. Yeah. So, with that, I would say I'm going to go less, fewer, whatever it is. Less, yeah. Yeah, I'm going less, 200.5. But I'm Rocket Sanders probably go off I'm in going the second more. half. Yeah. And I'll probably go more on Rocket. Yep, me too. Uh, by the way, Jeffrey, I, I hit big my first week with prize picks. Next two weeks, I slid. After that, I figured out the flex play. Have you done the flex play? No. 
So you can go all in where you have to hit all your picks, right? Or you can do the flex play, which is what is it, five to one if you win the the all all in. If you hit, let's say you do three picks. If you hit all three on the flex play, you get two and a half. But you can get two out of three and still win money. Oh, yeah. So been doing it that way. That way okay. You can do both. I like that way. Okay. I'm looking at Jefferson's numbers. They've played three SEC games, Alabama, A&M, and South Carolina. He hasn't passed for more than 171 against the SEC team. Okay. 385 against Missouri State, 367 against BYU, and 223 against Cincinnati. So that gives them an average well over 200 a game. But against SEC opponents, under 200. Pretty good completion percentage outside of the Alabama game. Doesn't, Doesn't turn the ball over a lot. What about what about his rushing numbers, Keith? Against yeah, uh, three hundred forty-four yards on ninety-one carries. That's pretty good for a quarterback because you're fit factored in sacks as well. Uh, in yep. the win, excuse me, the loss to Texas A&M, he had one hundred five yards on eighteen carries. Uh, so he's yeah, he's he's played in six games. So let's see, uh, six about sixty yards a game rushing. Okay, Pros- yeah. the projection on his rushing is fifty point five. Pretty dynamic. If, well, if you're and, looking and at you talk about his real quick, Cole, you talk about the, the passing. <clears throat> KJ is a passer. Um, he is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, his quarterback rating is 10th nationally. So, why do you look at him and say he's a good runner and you look at some of his passing numbers? He's efficient in the passing game. And, and that's, you know, they're, they're, they're running the ball is what they do well. But, um, I mean, he's he's fourteen and one touchdown to interception this year. Fourteen to one. They're getting it done in the passing game too. Yeah, and Arkansas is sixty-first in the country, averaging two hundred forty-eight yards per game passing. But the interesting stat to me is um, they have one of the highest yards per completion rates in the country, at fourteen yards. So yeah, they go man. they go top. When they throw, they throw big. So if you're if you're looking at that, maybe Jefferson doesn't have 200 yards, but Hazelwood could easily hit 45 and a half. It feels like a game. It, it kind of feels like a game where I don't know. Yes, Auburn's pass defense. There's some good numbers to point to. I, I don't know that I would say. I mean, DJ James has gotten better. Passing touchdowns was pretty good until um, you know Ole Miss threw a few and enjoyed. I, I don't know. This feels like a game where it could kind of flip a little bit. Like, I, th- I think this is a game where Auburn's defense is going to struggle all around. Like, I just think, I don't know. At some point, it's going to start to come crashing down, I feel like. Like, you can't just go out there and, and hold the line every time. Maybe after a bye week, maybe. Um, I just feel like it's a game where Arkansas is going to put up points and it's going to be up to Auburn to just try to match it. I don't know. Is Robbie starting? Yeah, he should. Yeah, he's – and Gurner and, and Finley are still the or on the de- on the uh, on the depth chart, I, but who knows? I, I don't. I have no idea if, if Ashford goes in there and and has two really bad series, and you're playing a team that you know probably is going to score thirty. Wouldn't shock me at all if they continue this quarterback rotation and and puts TJ in. Not, and look, I, I don't know the way the Ole Miss game started off. I can't necessarily blame him. It was a disaster the first quarter. I, I him saying, well, we need a shake-up. Let's put TJ in there for possession. I mean, it was bad. Like, Ashford got it together. But that, it wouldn't shock me. And I don't think any any quarterback it's, – it's, like, I don't think it's Robbie's team now. It's If he goes out there and struggles, TJ will be, will be inserted into that game. 
and then round and round we'll go. Justin, you, uh, you mentioned that they hit, or, or one of you mentioned that they hit a lot of deep passes. I'm looking at this right now. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They've got nine guys that have caught passes longer than 29 yards this season. Mm, damn. Yes. Yeah. And, and also, here, let me point this out. Auburn doesn't even have nine receivers, do they? Yeah. Tight end Trey <laughs> Knox, 16 catches, 13.8 yards a catch with three touchdowns. Uh, so while Auburn's secondary has been really good, maybe that's maybe that's an area where Arkansas might be able to exploit the defense a little bit with the tight end. Yeah, yeah. he's 12th nationally in yards per attempt, KJ Jefferson. 12th yeah. nationally in yards per attempt. Well, and the threat that he can run, obviously. I mean, that's what uh, that's what made Nick Marshall when allowed Nick Marshall to hit so many deep passes that safety had to account. Right, Cole. You had to have a safety account for Nick Marshall's running ability. He's got a lot of man coverage deep and. Yep. Uh, yeah. He didn't have to be. He didn't have to be Peyton Manning. He just had to get it to somebody that was open. <laughs> I mean, you know, Nick Marshall. I don't even know if he ever had a completion percentage over sixty percent. But man, he hit the big passes. He did. Yep. Count him. Cool. He was cool. He kept plays alive too, which this guy can. Has some damn good receivers. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and a better offensive line. Uh, and CJ Uzama. CJ yeah. Uzama. I was about to say, he's still playing. <laughs> and, and Trey Mason and Cameron Artis Payne, who. Hit the hole that they were supposed uh, yeah. to. They can do it. Yeah. Yeah, and Arkansas plays up tempo, which makes it even. You know, they sit there and run the football. They run the football, and then they're up tempo, and then they, they hit you with a pass. It's just tough to. I mean, they rolled up. Think about it. Auburn won this game last year, thirty-eight twenty-three. Um, but Arkansas, look, they rolled up well over five hundred yards of offense last year. I mean, mm. Auburn didn't. Auburn didn't. I mean, I think they rushed for probably two two forty. Um, through for I don't know how many. I mean, they had plenty of yards. Auburn yeah. just came up with a few stops. I think had a turnover here and there, and 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 you know, held them to a field goal. I guess a couple of field goals. They just they just held them down a little bit. And Auburn's offense was really good that day. It was that one in the Ole Miss game was one of the, one of the few good games that Auburn's offense really played played well. Um, and they got a chance again Saturday <clears throat> if they can continue to run the football um, with a little bit of success, but. I just think it's going to be a game where Arkansas is going to score points. I read a quote, by the way, from KJ Jefferson, said that they're that he's taking this game personal. Said a lot of people on that team still remember the game two years ago. They felt like they got robbed oh, from yeah. the botched uh, the botched spike from Bo Nix. And the they did. And uh, <laughs> I was like, man, you still remember that one? Um, and then I guess losing last year is just fuel to the fire. But they've lost. Obviously, Auburn's won six straight in the series. The other thing is momentum. I mean, I mean, KJ's coming back healthy. This is a team, Arkansas, that, you know, high hopes. I mean, they were ranked whatever beginning of the season. I mean, Top 10, weren't they? Yeah, lost Alabama. KJ Jefferson gets hurt. He was hurt the Mississippi State game. Um, but he's back. They whip BYU. Now they got a chance to go on the road, beat Auburn in the streak, be 6-3, and three, and get momentum back. I, I, I think it's very possible that they come in the more hungry football team. And you have an Auburn team that's – I feel like on kind of desperation mode, but I just, I, but you would think that would make them hungry, but I'm not sure where they're at. I mean, you got your, you got guys transferring, you got teammates that you, that you like that are, that are leaving. I don't know where the football team for all, but I don't know where they're at in, in terms of where their head's at. Like, can they come out on fire and play four quarters or are they just, I mean, do they think they can make a bowl game? Really? I, I, I don't know. I don't know where their head's at. I think we're going to find out a lot. Like, I feel like this is the game. Either they're going to win this game and 
if they lose it, I think it could go the wrong direction the rest of the season. Really, the wrong direction. If if they're still playing hard against Arkansas, if they're still fighting till the very end, then yes, they believe they can be in a bowl game. If if you see them start to fall off in a game like this, and motivation looks down, then no, they don't believe it. They're I'm supposed take, to believe it. <laughs> I'm going to take a different angle here. I, I don't know that just playing for a bowl game is going to be big for these guys. I Probably mean, this is Auburn. They want to play in a good bowl game. Right. And playing in a bowl game that's not one of the bigger ones means a few more weeks of practice, a few more weeks of working out, less time with your family, less time to recover, and and all their buddies that play for other teams going to the playoff. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that it's the great motivator that it used to be to just yeah. play. And hell, half of them probably won't play in it anyways. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's yeah. true. I think that dynamic has changed. You know, I don't know the motivation there. I don't. I don't yeah. know if they're really like, "Hey, you think like, Tank Beastie's going to play in the Birmingham Bowl again?" No, no. I mean, you're talking about Wooden Hall, Bigsby. Even if they somehow made it, you, you can go ahead and, and, and cross some of those dudes off. There's no reason for them to, to play in it. As I'm saying, I just it, it's it's all about you know the love of the game at this point. I mean, you get guys that aren't even sure if they like the staff. You got. I mean, there's just so many things that are affecting to me the player's ability to, to to focus and play at a high level like that I just against a team like Arkansas who I think is coming in with momentum that it doesn't set up well to me for Auburn it, it just doesn't I really would be surprised if they won the football game given everything that's going on it would be it would be a really bad loss for Sam Pittman oh I mean it would be a really Oof. bad loss for him. If, if their fan I and mean, their fans if, if you come off whipping by BYU on the road and you got a bye week and you're playing a floundering coach and program and you lose this game. I mean, think about it from their perspective. That, that's a bad loss. Uh, mm, it is. For them. And I just, it's hard for me to imagine a scenario where Auburn wins this game unless Arkansas kind of gives it to them. And you're like, whoa, well, Auburn just kind of found a way to get out of that with a win. That's interesting. Does anybody have Auburn winning here? I can't pick them to win. I, I can't. I, I, I'm same way, Justin. I can't. I can't. I do think they'll score. I do think they'll they'll continue a little bit of success they had from Oxford, partly because uh, they had some some success, partly because they had a bye week, partly because Arkansas's defense is, is struggled. So I, I do think Auburn will, you know, score twenty four points, potentially more. Um, I don't think it's going to be a game where they're held to 13. That would be a, just an epic disaster. I just don't think they're going to score. I think it's probably a – man, I don't know. It could be a 38-24 game, Arkansas. It could be 31-24, I guess. But I, I don't know if Auburn's going to get past 24 or 27 points without some turnovers. I've got a 34-27. Yeah. Mm. I'm thinking oh, – You going to predict 50? I mean, you know, you know, <laughs> you know the 50 side. Yeah, yeah, well. Uh, no, I'm not going 50 for this one. I, I'll probably go 42-28. Um, Arkansas. Not not all right, yeah. to clarify. I'll go 33-23 uh, Arkansas. But, you know, I, th- I actually think Auburn may beat Arkansas or Texas A&M, one of those two. And I'm, I look at Texas A&M schedule. They've lost three in a row. They play Ole Miss this week. If they lose this week, 
They've got they've got Ole Miss and Florida home their next two games. Then they go to Auburn. If they lose one or both of those games, the wheels are going to completely come off at AM, maybe more so than Auburn. Uh, they had much higher expectations. Yeah, it's a mess. They're yeah. right there with Auburn in terms yeah, of – Yeah, I mean, I would say they're a far bigger disappointment than Auburn because Auburn was picked to finish last in the SEC West. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were going to show the media, remember? They were going to – you know, yeah. uh, sometimes uh, – by the way, did, they, did the haters ever get apologies from people? Everybody always wants haters to apologize. Did they ever? Anybody ever apologize? The season's not done. Just watch. Well, that's true. But but <laughs> I think A and M. I, I don't. I think Auburn can win one of those two games. And at Mississippi State would worry. At Mississippi, the, um, that's yeah, the worst matchup. I think the Mississippi State. I, that's. I think there's no chance Auburn wins that game. I think, yeah. I think the worst matchup. That's a bit. Plus, that's always a big game for Mississippi State. I mean, that's a. Yeah, that's not a bad roster. I mean, like that. that I don't think Auburn. That's going to be a. Bad, I'm not sure the Boise guys at Auburn know how big a deal it is for Mississippi State to beat an Auburn over there. That means that's a lot to those that, people. That's know? a bad matchup. That's so, a bad. Yeah. Do you think um, they're going to play that same uh, intro mm-hmm. video when it ends with Harson going just watch Ooh. Saturday? So I don't get to see that. Like in the press box, I don't – I mean, I don't really pay – I don't watch it on the TV up there, so I don't really ever watch the intro video. Um, so I don't – is that literally how it ends with – with? Yeah, it's you know how they'll do like the bass drop and then everything goes quiet and his face comes on and goes, just watch at the end or something like that. I can't remember how it goes exactly. That is going to be incredibly awkward and there will be booze. There will Ooh. be booze. There will be. You'll hear them. People are gonna be like, oh. I hate that, man. I, I really know, do. I didn't know that's how it ended. Like, I didn't know that that's. It's. It sounds like I'm not trying to make fun of that either. I really, I I have some empathy from being in the coaching world for a little while. I, I just, I mean, he's he's a guy, you know. He's also a guy. I know we look at him as only a football coach, but he is a guy, and I don't I don't want to just hate on him, you know, as a football Nobody's coach. Hating on him. Nobody's hating on him. I know, but I know. It's just, that's just the reality. If, there's, if, there's, given yeah. what you've seen from that program, and given there's hating on somebody, and then there's taking the facts. Like just no, yeah, definitely. I mean, you just know how fans. Are, we're talking about how fans are going to react with Harson on the jumbotron going, "Just watch." Oh yeah, being four and transfer. You just you know the reaction you're going to get. Yeah, you know I wonder if they really thought that the coaching staff. Now the players thought that they thought over the summer they could be really good. I wonder if the coaches, if the coaching staff at Harson really thought that, or whether it was a motivational ploy. Hey, let's get these guys feeling good about themselves. Uh, but I think the tack to take would have been, guys, this is a rebuild. Fans to the fans, this is a rebuild. This is going to take a couple of years. Be patient with us. Be patient with us. We're going to get there, but you got to be patient with us. Instead, it's sort of been the confident bravado. Just watch. We're close. Um, yeah. You know, and. I, you know, part of this is a public relations deal too, and knowing how to talk to people. Um, and if you're gonna, if if you're telling people just watch, essentially what you're telling them is you're gonna be damn good. So when you fall short of that, they're gonna laugh at you. It's the way it goes. And, but and if you care, and you say, you know what, it's gonna be a rough. I mean, we're gonna fight. We're gonna fight, and we're gonna scratch, and we're gonna claw for every inch on that football field. But it's going to be tough. We lost a lot of guys. We weren't left with a ton. We're having a rebuild. We want you. We need you guys. We need you guys to lift us over the edge. We need you. Um, that might have – look, I mean, you'd still probably have the same record, but people may be a little more empathetic to your Well, record. that would also require, you know, that would require a level of, I feel like, humility 
um, and, and you know that, that Brian Harson doesn't seem to possess. Um, and, and to be fair, I'd have to go back and look. The just watch was was not a great phrasing, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, I was standing there in Atlanta when he said it. Part of that was towards was towards recruit. I mean, part of that was like, hey, what do you tell people that saw you? And it, like, it wasn't like he just came out and was said. No, no, y'all just watch. We're gonna be awesome. It was like it's true. It's That's true. I need to. I need to. I need to respect that. Yeah. Well, like, message to recruits. Well, but, kind of, but they've taken it and made it their mantra, though. But doesn't yeah, he also? And the, the phrasing just watch was kind of like that. You could have done that better. But I, I feel like part of the question was, what do you tell recruits? What do you tell people looking at your program? He's he was basically saying, all I can say is just watch us. I, I, I really don't. I can't talk. I mean, just watch us play. That's really. It's really the only chance they had. So, it, it, and it got morphed into this kind of. Doesn't he also approve videos and graphics and things? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> well, it's, if you haven't seen the video, it is it is like the biggest buildup to the moment that the bass drops and the music stops. Yeah. And it's his face and he goes, just watch. Oh, yeah. Which oh, I yeah. thought was kind of cool, at like the first game of the season. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was cool until, until, uh, until Penn State. And then it became uncool. And don't get me wrong, by the way, I'm not saying that that necessarily that boos aren't warranted or whatever. I just hate the situation. Is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Really yeah. Well, again, it, it, we're not we're not warranting any. It's just it's fans. We know what yeah. we yeah. reactions. It's going to happen. It's not on us. It's the reality of the situation. Right. Um. All right. So we all got Arkansas winning this game, somewhat competitive. So Cole, 42-28. Is that something where Auburn scores a touchdown to make it 42-28, or is it Arkansas pulling away late? Like, what's this game look like late third quarter? Is it one score? Is it like Auburn can win this game with a stop? Or uh, I think I think it'll be close at halftime. Like, too. like most of games have been. I mean, Auburn might even be winning at halftime. Yeah, pretty much every game they played in under Brian Harson has been close at halftime. It's it's the second half where it just it's like when it rains it pours. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I mean, I've watched the film and I still don't know how to explain it. So. I think that it might be like, you know, tied at 21 or something of that nature going into halftime, and then Arkansas just pulls away. Yeah. I mean, it's the second half, like 23 to three. Yeah. yeah. I always go back to the running game, Cole. That's what, I've, that's what I've settled on as the second half struggles. The inconsistency to run the football, it catches up with you. And, and there's no tricking people at the beginning of the game. There's no scheming. There's no – they settle in. And then when they settle in, you, you can't really – you struggle and you can't run the ball consistently. And so in the second half, your offense completely bogs down because it's now it's like we kind of know what you're doing. Now can I just line up and run a little bit to relieve pressure? No, you can't. I just right. keep going back to that. The Ole Miss, they ran the ball. And they yep. scored points in the second half. Yep. Oh, oh, Zach in the back's got it 30-23. Reasonable. Yeah, seven-point spread. That's what I've got it. Keith's got a 10-point spread. Cole's got 14. J Justin, what did you say you were – uh, let's let's settle on let's settle on um, thirty four to twenty one Arkansas. Okay, thirteen. All right. So no one has Auburn covering. Not even. I, I happen to think, especially after watching them, Arkansas's offense is pretty underrated. Even though they are actually pretty good, <laughs> I think they're noticed as a good offense, but they're actually really good on offense. They are. Um, 
We got what are we looking at? Football, basketball recruits. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bayfall, let's be honest here. Bayfall is what everybody's gonna be looking at. But football's got a couple of top defensive backs coming in. Tyler Scott coming in, official visit. Uh Colton Hood's coming in for an official visit. I think you're gonna have some local guys coming in for unofficial visits. This eleven o'clock kickoffs are terrible as far as uh recruiting goes. But I expect a lot of Auburn's done a fantastic job of getting these guys on campus, getting these guys to games. You can't you can't fault them for that, man. It's, they they've got the guys to show up. I expect another group, big group of unofficial visitors um, from within a two-hour radius of Auburn. Maybe a couple of other SEC commitments showing up for their third or fourth game. Bayfall, baby. Bayfall is the one to watch here. We, you know, everybody had he's what, seven foot center from Senegal. That doesn't sound right. Where the hell is he from? So I think it might be. I shouldn't confuse him with the other seven foot center that was at the game that I thought was an offensive football center. Uh, oh no, that dude. He's a twenty. He's a sixteen-year-old kid. This kid's this guy's seventeen. Uh, from Colorado, he came back in June, I believe. I remember interviewing him at the Waffle House on his way out. Nice. But um, after that, I, of course, Auburn was thought to be the team to beat at that point. West Flanning has done a fantastic job recruiting this kid. I think he's the number. He's the top five center in the country, and might be top ten overall. Yeah, he's up there, five star, five star guy, and uh, so he's coming back for. So everybody after that, you know, he went to Arkansas. His buddy from the same country, Asan Diop, they were going to team up and go to uh, the same school. Auburn no longer is recruiting Diop; has made that clear to them. But they still want Bayfall, and Bayfall is coming back this weekend for his second official visit. Cool thing about basketball, man, they get five official visits as juniors, five as seniors. Excuse me. Um, so he's coming back for his senior official visit, and he's going to make a decision fairly quickly because the early signing period, I believe, starts November. Uh, let me see. What's today? 27th? Hell, it's in uh, November the 9th. Wow. Less than two weeks. Auburn would like to add him to go along with Aiden Holloway. Who is nasty. It's a good play right there. And what's funny is falls, you know, Arkansas is the team you're competing with and, you're, and he's coming for the Arkansas football game. That was kind of interesting. But, yeah, Auburn's making moves on fall now. <clears throat> that would be incredible. See what happens there. That would be huge. 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 Then uh, again, Colton, Scott, uh, Colton Hood, Tyler Scott come in for official visits. Maybe a couple others. Uh, we'll probably know more about that tomorrow. But those are the two guys right now, um, the ones to watch. Hey, and the next time we do one of these, we'll have an exhibition basketball game to talk about. When is that? Next Wednesday. Oh. Huntsville. And then they play George Mason the next Monday to kick off the season. Um, Are they playing at the Pearl? At the Pearl. At the Pearl. By the way, go listen. Uh, just a shameless plug. Like, go listen to the Stephen Pearl uh, yeah. podcast. It's really good. He, he was gracious with his time and a lot of good info from him on the team and players and whether he wants to be the coach at Auburn one day. Be cool stuff. Yeah, it was good stuff. Um, all right. I think we can roll out of here. Everybody good? Yes, sir. All right. We'll do it again next week. We'll see what we're talking about. There's no telling at this point. Uh, we're still <laughs> on AD watch. 
um, that's still moving, that's still going in the right direction. I'll, I'll try to put something on the board. It's not a lot of new stuff. It's just, there, there's nothing's changed with the leaders that we've talked about. There's those guys are still in the mix. There's there's still somebody else out there. I think a big Power Five name that I can't confirm. Um, that's I think is in the mix potentially, but uh, I just don't know. So, but that's moving. It's just moving a little slower now. But I think that's still we're still looking at probably next week. Um, and then we'll see what's going on. Football. Hmm. All right, let's get out of here. Keith, Pink, Jeffrey, Justin, AuburnLive.com. Go subscribe. We'll catch y'all next time. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.